Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 457. Today we're going to take a look at Hocus. And this is from Hyperbole Games. It is actually the first game, I think, from them. It is kind of a poker variant with a little bit of magic splashed in. Uh, so what players are going to be doing, all the hand of cards, and they're kind of building the community or the river of cards, if you think of Texas Hold'em. I know the river's not the right term. But, and then you're gonna be building your own pockets to play off of that community of cards and then seeding cards that are worth points to win and hopefully uh, you know, have the best hand in these multiple communities that you're gonna be building up. And there's also a bunch of crazy magic spells or just special abilities that each of the players can have. So let's jump into and take a look at how it works and I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, so here is everything you get in Hocus. And the first thing to note is each player will get a little player aid, and these are going to give you a cheat sheet of all of the traditional poker hands, so you know what a full house is, and then you know that a full house beats a flush, which beats a straight, and so on. And on the other side, you have your three what's called basic spells. Well, these are the three basic actions that you can do on your turn. Each turn you do one action, and everybody has the ability to do build community, build pocket, or build pot. Now, in addition to those basic actions, you also will take in what's called the advanced game, and this is how I would definitely recommend you play the game, you would take a school of spells. And each of these schools has three spells. So, for example, Storm here has these three. So instead of doing one of the basic actions, you can do one of these. So this one is place one of your cards, excuse me, place one card in one of your pockets, draw a card, and so on. None of this makes any sense until I tell you how the game is played. But there are eight different schools here that you can pick from, and I would recommend, and I think the rules recommend, that you don't play with enchantment and chronomancy your first couple games. Uh, I would say that's probably true, at least for your first game. And then I'm not sure, actually, if this start player marker comes in everybody's boxes. This is a Kickstarter version, so I think this might be a Kickstarter thing. I'm not sure. You might check the publisher website to see about that any specifically. I think there were also some other wooden tokens which I didn't get. Now, each player also is going to get this cool little scoring card thing. So you can see you have one through nine, and then you have this card here. So you start with zero points, and then you can move it along. And you can see now I have seven points. If I get it above 10, then I can go here to 10. And the game is going to be over once somebody gets to 25 points or more. It could have multiple players that at the end of a round have 25 points or more. In that case, both uh, the player with the most points is going to be the winner. You don't have to use these to keep track of these. I know not everybody likes them. I don't mind them. You just can't bump them. <laughs> you can just use a scoring pad or an app. Now, the way that the game is played, like I said, is you take one action and then it just keeps going around the table. You're going to start with the start player, hold the start player token, and each player will have 10 cards in their hand. And these are not unlike a traditional uh, poker deck. These are different suits. You can see this is like the owl suit, and you've got this green suit here. And there's all these different things. Uh, based on the number of players, you're going to take out certain cards. And so you might have uh, 0 through 14 or 2 through 13 and so on in the game. You're going to deal out either 10 or 9 of these cards to players. And then you're going to start the game. Every round, you're going to shuffle up the whole deck and redeal them to all the players. So the three basic actions that you can do outlined on your thing is you can place cards into one of either two or three communities. So in a five player game, you will have three communities, but in the other player games, you'll just have two. So I can put one here and then maybe Billy on his turn, he wants to play this one here. And then later on, you know, Frankie over there, he wants to play to this community. Now the round will end once all of the communities, so in this case, we've only got two communities, 
once all of these communities have four cards. So at this point in the round, we're going to be waiting for that player to play that last one. The round will end immediately and then we're going to score. Now before that happens, there's a couple other actions that you can do. So in addition to playing to the community, you can also play to the pot. And if you take a look here at the cards, you can see they all have a different amount of victory points that you can do. So you're going to go ahead and play to one of the pots that's associated with the community. You just set a little space there, and so maybe I might play there. Billy plays again to there. So you're kind of like doubling down on the amount of points that you think that community is going to pay out, hopefully to you. Now the third action is you can put one or two cards into your pockets. Now each player has two pockets in front of them. And I can take one card, just put it face down in front of me, and then that's a pocket. I could take two cards if I wanted on a future turn and put it in my other pocket. Now each of the two pockets here can only have two cards in it. Once I have two cards in a pocket, it's locked. Nothing usually, unless you have a special ability, uh, is going to mess with that pocket. Now, all of these other special abilities are kind of basically those three things. You're going to be putting stuff in the community, either in the pots or in your pockets. You might be drawing cards off the deck or maybe randomly drawing cards from the different pots and swapping with your hand, all kinds of stuff. Uh, these two, the enchantment and chronomancy, are really neat. Uh, the chronomancy has something that you'll do at the start of every turn. You can choose some different things to do and kind of load these up with cards and then do them and deal them out as uh, the game goes on. The enchantments you can put next to pots or communities or pockets. And for example, you might put it next to one of the communities. So anytime anybody plays a card to that community, you get to draw a card and stuff like that. So I'm not going to go over those too much, but they're pretty cool abilities. They're not over crazy or unbalanced or anything, I don't think. They haven't felt that way to me. I'll talk more about that in the review. But like I said, once you have filled up all of the communities with their four cards, and sometimes there are special abilities that will allow you to add a fifth card to a community, immediately again you're going to trigger. And so let's say I'm a start player. I'm going to choose which of these two communities, let's give this one some points, uh, I'm going to choose which of these two communities we're going to score. So I'm going to choose this one. So two of Owl, a green 11, a 13 purple, and another one Owl. So each player at that point in turn order is going to choose uh, one of their pockets to commit. And then everybody will simultaneously reveal that. And then you're going to just make the best poker hand out of that with five cards. So you're going to have six cards total, your two plus the four. Whoever has the best five card hand is going to then take the cards that are in the pot and you're going to score that many victory points. And again, the first player to 25 victory points is the winner. Now, you can see these owl cards here with the little uh, cane have special abilities. If you score and win a community and the pot itself has an owl card, you get this in front of you for use on the next round. So on the next round, if you take one of your basic three actions, you can also do this as like a little bonus to that, either before or after your normal action. And those are really cool. That's what that's the ability I was talking about that you can actually add a fifth card to a community and so on. So you've got that to sort of contend with as well. And then you're gonna, you know, you score that, you just discard everything, and then you'll pick the next community. The players will reveal their other pocket if they have one, and then you'll score that and get the points for that. And you just keep playing, shuffle everything up after you scored, redeal, 
set up a new hand. So it's kind of like you're building your own Texas Hold'em with this magical kind of stuff, sort of manipulating all of the things involved, the pockets, the communities, the pots of money, and so on. Okay, so that is Hocus, what I think of the game. Well, we've really been enjoying it. I've been playing it over the holidays there and uh, lunch, and we really have had a good time with it. And the thing that initially strikes me about it is how the game still feels balanced. And because on surfers, you might say, hmm, this might get kind of nutty, you know, a little bit crazy. But it really, really doesn't. And the thing is, is it actually kind of reminds me of a couple other games that have actually gone over well with my lunch group. And that has been, well, the new one I have is called Galaxy of the Dark Ages, but like kind of like Colossal Arena, or um, let's see, Cheaty Mages, or there was, a, there was a ninja game, I can't remember the name of it. But it's one of these games where you kind of like are putting cards sort of just in different piles, you know, as the round progresses, you're like, okay, this might be the one that scores a lot of points. Well, this one might be the one that scores a lot of points. Or what cards do I have in my hand, or in this case, in your pocket, that are gonna, you know, interact and, and work well and build, in this case, a big poker hand. So it is very interesting because the dynamic of it is, well, you don't really wanna put anything into the community, so to speak, but you need to, to sort of partner with your pocket, but you also don't want to give cards that other people are going to be able to use better. So, you know, you can kind of see, ooh, that one looks like it's going towards a flush or, or you know, there's a straight in there somewhere. So similar to like Texas Hold'em, you kind of see the, well, sorry to get all, uh, you know, nerdy on this, but you can kind of see the pot odds sort of change, you know, as cards are added. And, but the cool thing is, is you're doing the manipulation. You're not just like flopping it off a deck. So before I forget, if you don't like poker, I would still take a look at this because it's not poker. But if you like poker, I would still take a look at it because it has all those cool poker things about, you know, sort of the slow reveal, reading the other players. Um, but it has like this cosmic encounter kind of thing with like, oh, you have all these crazy special abilities. And they're kind of thematic. Uh, you know, the different schools of magic that you can do. You know, the chaos one is really kind of chaotic, not too chaotic. Uh, the Let's see, the illusion is interesting. Like, for example, one of the things you can do is put a card face down in the community so only you know what it is, which can really mess with people. Um, but it's not overpowered because the actions and everything is very discreet and limited. So like I said, you, you can kind of get caught behind the eight ball if you're not careful um, by you know not really having a pot or, 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 or a pocket to, to add or a good one because the, the round gets short-circuited and somebody, you know, completes that final one. You're like, oh, I needed another turn to, you know, stuff this in my, my one pocket or, or put, uh, you know, some more points in the pot to score better. Uh, so it's very limited as it goes around the table. And you have to be very sort of diligent, but it forces you to push your luck in some ways, which is cool because that kind of retains the poker vibe of a little bit of the gambling element where you've got to say, okay, you know, I kind of kind of see how this is shaping up. Uh, you have more cards in your hand than there's what is in there. So uh, most of the time through the game, most of the deck is out there, you know, through the card draw and stuff you're gonna be able to see a lot of the cards. You know the cards are out there based on, uh, you know, the number of cards, because you do, you know, reduce, like I said, the cards based on the number of players. So you can card count a little bit and everything. So you kind of add all that together and it still retains all of those poker elements, but you have that cool special ability thing. Like I said, it's not swingy, it's not overpowered, but you've gotta be aware that, oh, he's gonna mess with that pot. So you gotta, there's a lot to sort of learn about the game in terms of how it's gonna evolve over the round. And we've seen very different rounds evolve. Like sometimes where 
you know, we'll have, I spent a lot of work on this one community, but there wasn't really any money or any points in the pot, even though it was like a great hand. It was like a full house of 12s and 13s and all this. And it was like, oh, I got two points. And then this other one, the person won with like, you know, two pair and they got like 20 points out of it. Cause you can have a, you know, a huge turn. You can really stack those cards in the pot if you really want. Uh, so there's a certain amount of dynamics to the game that are going to change from round to round. It's not going to get samey because, you know, sometimes you're going to get a kind of a crappy hand. So you, you kind of got to slow boat it anyway. Anyway, so there's a lot here to the game. There's going to be lots to sort of investigate. And there's a lot of fun to be had by, you know, swapping different uh, schools of magic around and playing with those and just seeing how they kind of affect it. And it's just all about the metagame of what's going on there. So definitely highly recommend the game for me. Uh, definitely take a look at it. I think they're still for sale. So um, I know there was a Kickstarter and I think he's still got some for sale. I'm not sure, but uh, I definitely was surprised by this game. I kind of suspected I would like it, but um, th there's a lot here in that, that sort of, it has that kind of emergence quality that um, you know a lot of good games have. So definitely take a look at this one. Thanks.